This house is not a house. It is a machine. There should be 12 earthbound spirits trapped inside. See these? They represent the black zodiac. They represent the ghost that Cyrus needed to catch. The firstborn son. The torso. The bound woman. The withered lover. The torn prince. The angry princess. The pilgrimess. The great child and the dire mother. The hammer. And here, the sign of hell's winter. The jackal. And the juggernaut. My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 106. And in this episode, we are going to be discussing 13 ghosts. And welcome to our first day of Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> so happy spooky week. Happy Halloween. And so, so you will get a shit ton of us this week, <laughs> every single day, actually. And not only that, but the day after Halloween is my birthday. So you will also get me for my birthday. So, you know, we do special picks for our birthday. We pick whatever we want. And mm-hmm. you'll have to see what I picked for the day after <laughs> Halloween. You know, who knows? A little bit different, but. We'll see. Last year it was hereditary. This is very different this year. (laughs) Right. So 13 Ghosts is from 2001, an era that, you know, sometimes does random, weird, offshoot good movies and sometimes doesn't. Well, I have a little story about 13 Ghosts. We're going to (laughs) start off with real quick, you know, real quick. If you are my family and you listen to this, no, you don't. (laughs) If you are a close friend and we don't, we're not close like that. And you listen to this. No, you don't. <laughs> I have I have history with this movie. I have seen this movie so many times, and I have never seen this movie. <laughs> it has okay. been on in the background. When I was in middle school, I had a boyfriend. <laughs> I was like 14. And this was my first exploratory boyfriend if you know what I mean (laughs) and this was the movie for whatever reason I don't know he just had it I guess on DVD or yeah yeah they were a thing then yeah (laughs) and (laughs) and we just always would go up to his room and put in 13 ghosts as a cover and we would not watch 13 ghosts (laughs) (laughs) this was before any like you know real real hanky panky right but all the other stuff um i learned how to do during this movie (laughs) (laughs) this was no no, i'm not gonna say that never mind but 
no, that's fine. Y'all, I mean, I assume at this point everyone has listened to our first episode about The Exorcist. I mentioned a similar thing about that movie, so. You're a psycho for that, though. (laughs) It's so boring in the beginning. I mean, I will give you the beginning, but, like, I just, what the rest of it? (laughs) I just could never, like, be in any sort of mood for the rest of it. I would be like, (gasps) (laughs) but, so I, I only knew certain bits and pieces of this movie because, you know, sometimes you come up for air and, like, (laughs) oh, Oh, look what's happening on the screen. Yeah, you know, so. Yeah, rated E for explicit. So, <laughs> not 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 thirteen ghosts, but us. <laughs> yeah, us and me and my yeah. experience with this film. So this has Matthew Lillard in it, who is my shining light in the dark. Mm-hmm. And just like with lots of things, I just love Matthew Lillard. Not necessarily this movie, like Shining Light. Not that he did bad. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just love Matthew Lillard, I guess, is what I'm saying. There's a lot of movies that he's in that I haven't particularly enjoyed or, like, even thought of after that. But I was like, but Matthew Lillard was in it. Right, exactly. So, and I also watched Scream, like, two days before this. And then I watched this. And I was like, more Matthew Lillard. <laughs> and then Brad watched him while walked in while I was watching this. And he was like, oh, she's the girl the exchange student from american pie that everyone wanted to fuck isn't she and i was like yes she is no (laughs) i didn't watch american pie when i was a child bradley which he did so same love american pie grew up on american pie and yes she is yeah yeah that was his takeaway from this so i have thoughts now uh, did you grow up watching this movie I love this movie. Oh my god. This is one of my first not like The Omen when I was nine, but more of like an actual teenager that my mom rented and we got popcorn and we went home and watched. I love 13 Ghosts. I watch it all the time. Okay. So this film, we'll just kind of get to go in here I guess. It's, I like this is a remake I found out when we were starting this. I was like, oh god, Kristen did I watch the wrong one? (laughs) It's a remake on a 1960s film, which I would be 1960s. 1960, actually, is the year that it was released. I would be super interested to see the original film and see how they did it. Because there's a lot of makeup and special effects that goes into this film. So I would love to see how the original did that, compensated for that. But then again, like House on Haunted Hill did that with no problem. You know. So I haven't seen the original, but in my trivia, I was reading that they didn't keep much from the original film. A big part of it was actually the glasses that they kept. So oh, I see. don't get your hopes up. It might be fairly different. Got it. Well, still, I'd like to see how they how it inspired them. It's mm-hmm. always interesting to see how an original film inspired a, you know, current. Well, not current, but a remake. Agreed. So. It starts out with Matthew Lillard's character and this ghost hunter. His name is the ghost hunter's name is Cyrus, and he's very beady eyed, black hair. Obviously, he's obviously our villain. Yeah, he's (laughs) definitely like what you would see in like a typical like villainous character. 
this movie doesn't subvert anything. Like, it, it is almost very Scooby-Doo-esque. You definitely know he is the bad guy. And it's almost cartoony in the way they do a lot of this stuff. I use the word dramatic. Oh, there you go. That's the one. The drama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he has a psychic assistant named Dennis, and that is Matthew Lillard's character. And Matthew Lillard's character, like I said, he really just like, I enjoy him so much. I wish he would have done, not that his career didn't take off, but he was definitely like an era actor. Mm -hmm. They didn't even bring him back for the new Scooby-Doo movie, which apparently was not that great. And I was like, well, if you had had Shaggy, (laughs) it would have probably been better, but it wasn't. And they start out on this quest, I suppose, in this, it's like a car junkyard, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, to capture this spirit. And he's, this, obviously, the psychic is there to help locate these spirits that the rest of us cannot see. And they have these, like, glass spirit boxes, I suppose, if you will, to trap them in. And the spirit they're trying to catch is called the Juggernaut. And pretty much a lot of people are killed. Because this ghost isn't fucking around. Yeah, not at all. And then we enter this family here. And this family is a father, his daughter, who is a teenager. I don't think she's in her early 20s, right? No, she just seems like a teenager to me. Yeah. And his young son, I would probably say around 10, and their nanny. And they had ju- they've just gone through a terrible fire and lost their mother in this fire and everything that they had. And now they're just in this tiny little place. They don't have much of their name, and he's just a math teacher. So, unfortunately, we know not a lot of income there, mm-hmm. especially for a family that has a nanny, you know? Yeah. A lot of it's probably going to her to help him with the kids. So Yeah, you can see all of his past due bills up on the board. Like, they're really struggling. Yeah. And they think that they get some sort of reprieve when Cyrus, the one who died in this quest for the juggernaut, ends up leaving his house to them. And he was incredibly wealthy. They think that this is like their key, you know, like Mm -hmm. this is what's going to make them now they can get out of this hellhole. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, I I guess that's fair, but like this house, when you go to it, it's entirely glass. It's definitely not normal. There are all these like artifacts and everything. And I guess you could say, you know, oh, well, this person's just extravagant and all this. But I would walk into the house and be like, I don't. Can we just sell it? (laughs) Right. I don't want it. Like, can we just sell it and get the money? But they're, of course, enamored by it. You know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, wow, look at all this. Blah, blah, blah. And I just would be like, I don't fucking like it at all. Like, well, you don't get no privacy. All the walls are glass. Like, it's just a weird. He was a weird dude. <laughs> it's a weird house. And it was a weird message. He never gave a fuck about me when he was alive. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So why the fuck would he give about me uh, shit about me when he was dead? I don't know just not thinking (laughs) right because it's a horror movie and they need to get in the house yeah and the glass is all inscribed with latin which that's that would be mine right there once you see the latin i'm like i'm out well and later the teacher even like recognizes the latin 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. you didn't do it when you walked in the door? <laughs> right. Like, it was there when you walked in the door. But Dennis, the psychic, is disguised. And he's, like, lingering around. And then he comes out as the, like, it doesn't take long for him to be like, and I'm the psychic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the lawyer is like, well, he's crazy. Don't Don't worry about him. He's just crazy. And the way that this all kind of converged was very sudden. You know, yeah, it was just all of a sudden we were in the house and so was the sidekick and the lawyer was there and the lawyer's also a bad guy. Yeah, the movie definitely moves along at a brisk pace at par- at some points. Actually, I can't even say that it's really slow. I don't feel like there's a slow moment. It feels very actiony the whole time. No, I wouldn't say that it's slow either. When they're going through the house, there are ghosts that are... You know, we know that he was doing some shady shit because he was trying to capture ghosts, right? Right. So where are the ghosts? They are in his house. And you see that because Dennis keeps getting these. They're not even visions because they're happening like in real time. Mm -hmm. He like gets like a really bad headache and sees something. They're being affected by these, you know he goes down into the basement he's just like wandering through the house and that's when we get our first like oh there's all these ghosts trapped in these little boxes around here right so he sees the first real ghost that we kind of follow here is the Nikki one (laughs) because angry princess yeah someone accidentally triggers something that lets these ghosts out and then they seal up the house and then we get our of course, our conflict because now they're caught in the house and now these ghosts are all being let out. And also the lawyer who's an asshole is goes down there to taunt them after these ghosts are being let out, which he doesn't realize. And they they murk him. Yeah, they do. They cut him. Well, technically they don't. Just they, a door cuts him in half, which is great. Yeah. Like straight in half too which was awesome and then he just slides down the barrier here yeah yep what's really sad though is the little boy gets separated now these kids they just are so they don't fucking like have any fear yeah pay attention to their dad he's like stay here don't do anything if it, i'd be like this is a glass house you think i'm going around i'm gonna break shit absolutely not but nah, they don't really care they just go around the older one goes into this room that has a bathroom and we're following the naked spirit here and she clearly looks like she committed suicide because there's like a suicide note and blood and you see from her perspective that she's in a bloody bathtub but of course it's kind of switching back from that to what is actually on the side of the living essentially and you just see our teenager kind of washing her face with clean bathtub water but you see that it's pretty bloody actually you know I guess not actually. Actually, it's clean. But from the spirit's perspective. Yeah, and she's getting fucking pissed. Like, bitch, get your hands out of my fucking water. This is my bloody bath suicide. Get the fuck (laughs) out. Yeah. And honestly, like, I just, like I said, 
the dad is has at least some sort of like don't fucking move don't do shit at least he's trying to figure this shit I guess I would be excited too like if my mom had just died and this was the only hope I had I would want to like run around a gigantic house too like I'm the kind of bitch that likes going into giant model homes on weekends pre-covid you know so I get it and now you think this is your house like you want to go like pick your room and everything but also this house is not normal like just stop also the nanny loses the kids like you are a bad nanny yeah she is not a good one at all no she's not she doesn't help them at all or like not that I can see she does later significantly but like mm-hmm. she gets like one moment of like redemption arc here, you know, like yeah, of like I lost all your kids, but wait, there's more. I'm gonna do this one thing. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm yeah. so sorry. Here you go. Sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, now that we're the house is sealing up, there's this withered there all these spirits have a purpose which we find out a little bit later and there's this withered lover spirit who is actually this little boy is down in the basement with all these fucking ghosts and his mother appears to him all burned and tells him to go upstairs and basically is warning him and that was really sad mm-hmm. like man that's fucked yeah before he even saw her she was like whispering to him go back upstairs go back upstairs yeah. That's really sweet and Don't sad. fucking come down here, man. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah, yeah. So they pretty quickly realize that the ghosts are coming out because we have these glasses and Dennis wears them and the he warns them that if the jackals let out, they're kind of fucked. And the jackal is this spirit that I think 13 Ghosts is pretty famous for. It's the one with like the little cage thing over its head. Mm-hmm. I don't know really know how else to describe it, but it's pretty vicious looking. You know, I will say I liked the look of all the ghosts. I I wasn't a ghosts are awesome. Yeah. I the I think that two thousand one films fell victim to directors of their era a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think this film was one of them because of the the drama of it all and was a little overacted and I think that was a a director issue Mm -hmm. because they had actors that were in other things that did fine you know I think but I think the way that characters were written and directed was my biggest problem here Mm -hmm. but the way that they they looked I think must have been where most of their time and energy went into because Mm -hmm. they looked fucking good they really did they looked so good and also this was one of my favorite things about cabin in the woods fashion forward to 2012 just seeing all the things in the the boxes and all you want to do is look at them Mm -hmm. you know exactly that's probably my favorite part about this movie is getting to go through and see the 13 ghosts yeah exactly the rest of it i was like meh but the the ghost part was really cool. And when the jackal actually comes out, it actually attacks. I'm maybe jumping ahead a little bit, but not too much, actually. Well, well, let me just, they go downstairs. They're looking for the little boy who got separated. And they're like, okay, well, they got to find him. And also it's 
it was kind of hard to follow where they were because it's all a house of glass and turns. And it's like, how did you lose? And they even bring this up at some point. I think it's Matthew Lillard's Mm -hmm. character. How did we lose a kid in a house of windows, basically? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hard to figure out where they are down in this house and especially down in this basement. But they all go down to look for him. And the daughter, she gets fucked up up by the jackal yeah like it holds her up and just starts ripping and tearing at her and i mean uh, it also looks pretty brutal like they mm-hmm. effectively made the jackal scary but they i feel like they also made the jackal like somebody comes in and throws a flare at her or mm-hmm. it i don't know if it's a gendered spirit but it looks kind of like a her and that also, I feel like, could have been a little scarier if it wasn't quite as easy to, like, corral them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was just like, is this spirit, like, that easy to force back into its little container? Can we just throw flares at spirits and they'll be like, oh, God, fire. Good, good to know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Keep flares on you if you're going <laughs> to a haunted area. They'll, they won't come near you if you hold up a flare. But she does get attacked and by the jackal. And then when Arthur's getting attacked, this her name is Kalina, I think. She wants to liberate these spirits. Oh, does she? <laughs> right. <laughs> she wants to free the ghosts. And then uh, uh, she don't, though. <laughs> she don't, though. She don't. She don't. But then the daughter disappears and we have the four adults and then we get, of course, explained to us, which I in this case is fine because we have to get our, our satan book out. <laughs> satan book. satan book. And it's what they call it, the Black Zodiac? Yes. Yeah. He all he learns that this Cyrus did this all for a reason to be the most powerful man on earth to open up was a, a gate to hell I think it was yes something yeah something like that yeah and if you control that then you become super powerful <laughs> yes yeah. and she explains the house is a machine powered by the captive ghosts and that the user of the machine can see the past present and future so you basically become omnipotent you know. So that's neat, which I guess that is kind of like a super cool motivation. Like if you just wanted to be like, I want to see the future, you know, but Mm -hmm. these spirits are, I'm not saying the world shouldn't be rid of them because they like to hurt people, but also not all of them deserve to be held in these little glass boxes. They deserve to be able to move on. Right. Which is the problem. Right, especially since most of these ghosts, they didn't do anything to other people. Like, they are probably killing them now because they're angry spirits, but they mostly killed themselves. Right, yeah. Or, like, one little boy got shot in the head. Yeah. You know. Like, how is that his fault? Exactly, exactly. And so when he, especially when he finds out that his wife is there, she, he gets super pissed, of course, because Dennis is involved in capturing all these ghosts. And he was like, I didn't know it was like somebody without family. And it's like, why does it fucking matter though? Mm-hmm. It's still a human being with a, a soul. Mm-hmm. If you believe in that kind of stuff. <laughs> 
You like, kind of have to. You're capturing ghosts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, on our end, if you believe in that kind of stuff. <laughs> I really don't have a ton to say about this film other than, like, the drama. Does that make sense? Like, the... Oh, never mind. I'll just keep going. And we'll talk about it at the end. So when they realize what this is because of her, like Dennis even said, like, Cyrus, what are what were you doing? So he was capturing these things and being paid to do it, but he didn't actually know why right. or what he was doing. He was just getting paid because he felt like Cyrus was his friend because everyone else thought he was a freak, but which is sad. But then she was like, he, he was just using you. Like, don't be an idiot. <laughs> right. But he was an outcast. So, of course, he's just going to gravitate towards someone that's nice to him and also pays him a lot of money. Especially the lot of money part. Especially the lot of money <laughs> part. And now both the kids are missing and he's like, I'll just pay you whatever he owed you. Like, just help me fucking get my kids back, you know? Mm-hmm. So now we have to go and get the kids because the only way to shut it down is through a creation of the, a 13th ghost movie title. <laughs> and that is a sacrifice of love. And so basically they tell Arthur he has to yeet himself down the pit of hell or something like into the entry. Isn't that what they're telling him? I think so. Yeah. 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 I just gotta just gotta go down there. It'll be fine. And he'll, he's like anything to save my kids. Mm. <laughs> you would do it too that is an eternity in hell <laughs> if they're dead they're probably up oh. in whatever eternal happiness they get and i gotta go spend eternal in, in hellfire eternity in hellfire <clears throat> that doesn't seem very fair <laughs> i'm just saying but i would do it for my dog yeah you're right exactly see Kids, though, I'm sure they've done something to deserve that. <laughs> to deserve it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just don't know what it's like to have a child because they actively defy you. When my dogs pee on the floor, they don't They don't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> They're innocent. So Dennis is like, fine. Well, let's take this this glass pane that has this inscription on it and just use it as a shield basically which is smart i will give them that they go down there and they're going to barricade themselves behind that and that this hammery ghost even the juggernaut no the one that has the nails and the juggernaut but they both team up to beat him to to shit unfortunately dennis don't last very long and while he's getting the shit beat out of him Cyrus shows up and you're like oh his ghost is here too no 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 Cyrus faked his death because he wanted Arthur to come to the house because he had his wife and he needed Arthur to finish the cycle and Kalina the one who said she wanted to liberate these ghosts is actually his meek little partner and which is a little convenient because she's like how did I do did I do good and it's like ugh, yeah it is really you. gross. Yeah. And he's like, yes, you did fine. Blah, blah, blah. And then he just kills her. And it's like, ugh. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> so Cyrus had everything orchestrated. And, you know, 
he had to separate Kathy and Bobby so that Arthur would be willing to become the 13th ghost, which will not stop the machine, but actually make it start. And then Cyrus kills her and summons the ghost to activate the machine. And you know that he's coming because he knocked out the nanny. Just a little yeah, little tidbit of information. Because she's still with Kalina, who was the spirit liberator, but actually wasn't. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so Arthur comes back up and he sees all the ghosts basically around his children. And his children are in the center. And there's this like whirring clockwork device of all these metal rings just like float around his children look like it's about to chop them up and they're in the center and he sees cyrus and he still has the glasses on so cyrus could be a ghost you know Mm -hmm. and he's just seeing him and he's like starts to talk to him and then he takes his glasses off and he's like you son of a beach (laughs) (laughs) and then they just start fighting but then we get the nanny and she wakes up from being knocked the fuck out and she starts disrupting the machine's controls but of course you get the 2000s like comic relief you know of Mm -hmm. When she starts disrupting the machine's controls, it sounds like record scratching, like a DJ mm-hmm. would do. And I was like, "You gonna do that right now? Really? <laughs> right now? You gonna you gonna just drop that? Okay, all right." <laughs> <laughs> and so the ghosts actually, when everything gets disrupted because the machine is starting to go out of whack, because of Maggie, the ghosts see Cyrus and they fuck him up. They fuck him True up. facts. Yeah. I they mean, I would. Him. Yeah. They break him. Yeah, they do. They do. And Arthur's able to save his children. And then the walls of the house just start, you know, fucking shattering. Because I guess not even, like, if the heart of the machine goes out, the walls just start shattering to pieces, I guess. <laughs> okay. And the everything starts ripping itself apart and the ghosts are free. And then their mother's ghost tells them she loves them and she disappears. And then the last scene, like they could have left it at that, but no, they had to do the 2000s thing mm-hmm. where the nanny just is like, I quit. And then the family leaves. But yeah, that's the plot. <laughs> so you got trivia before we talk about opinions. Well, we didn't list the ghosts, so I was going to do that. Yeah, I didn't really write them all down because while there are 12, it briefly talks about them in fleeting images, but it really only focuses on a few as you're going through. So Yeah, and just let anybody know who's more curious about this, there is a 13 Ghosts wiki where they go into detail about every single one of the ghosts and who they were in their past life and why Cyrus chose them and stuff like that. I'm not going to go through each of those because it's a lot to read. But here are the ghosts. We have the firstborn son. That's the little boy with the arrow in his head. We have the torso. Obviously, that's the torso. Which, by the way, my little piece of trivia was the torso was done with a double amputee who had a black bag over his head that they could CGI out later. The black bag and CGI out is an interesting little tactic there. Mm Mm-hmm. The bound woman. She is the one who actually looks like she's electrocuting. 
the one where she stands there in that dress and she's got that collar on and she kind of like shakes like she's being electrocuted. That's the bound woman. We have the weathered lover who is of course the mom. We have the torn prince who is the one in the varsity jacket with the baseball bat. The angry princess is the naked one with the big old knife. The pilgrimess is the one who's in the stockade piece. The great child and the dire mother. We know those. Mm -hmm. The hammer is the... The big black guy with all the nails stuck in him, like the railroad tie nails. Mm -hmm. The jackal, we talked about that. They're, that's the one that's in the cage. The juggernaut is the really tall, pale, creepy looking guy from the very beginning. And then the broken heart, obviously, is our main dude. I was watching this movie and it's definitely not, I didn't really like it was okay. Like I liked the ghosts aspect. I thought I was really impressed by the way they looked. I really enjoyed that. But the dramatic 2001s, I just felt like it fell victim to that quite a bit for me personally. I definitely could see how watching this when it came out was something that would be a, a really fun thing and a really cool but if you don't have that and you watch it now, you're like, man, this is dramatic. And when mm -hmm. things come together the ways they do, you're like, I don't really like the way that this falls into place. Mm -hmm. And there aren't super effective scares and the one-liners. Oh my God, the one-liners. But again, I think the acting was fine. I didn't have a problem with any of that. I think that it's a fun Halloween movie, definitely. So I think it's super appropriate for Halloween week. It, you know. Did you grade it? I missed. I have not graded it yet. Okay. No. Uh, uh. I was just kind of talking about like my first initial reaction. Okay. So, and I have heard people like talk about how they didn't like the way the ghosts look, and they were, you know, but I, I completely disagree with that i think that they're really cool i think a lot of people still cosplay as these ghosts too so mm -hmm. it was an impressive set design i thought mm -hmm. yeah and the house was beautiful like whether you want to live there or not it was really pretty looking absolutely like i would not want to live there but it was <laughs> really cool so yeah i mean i would love to see this remade with a much more sophisticated writer you know what i mean in mm -hmm. a much more sophisticated era of horror. But that's my only real thought. Unfortunately for me, the monsters saved it and the writing and directing tanked it for me. So I'd probably only give it a two. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why are you sorry? Give it what I know like you like it. <laughs> that's fine even me liking it i'm only gonna give it a three it's a middle of the road movie it's okay. fun because i love the ghosts they're so fucking cool yeah. i love matthew lillard i love the house it's beautiful like and how magical it's so steampunky in there so even with me loving all those fucking things watching it every single year on halloween because i do it is one of those movies i still want to give it a three Okay, that's fair. Like, if, yeah. Okay, okay, that makes I was, I was like, oh, what if Kristen gives it a four and I shit on her movie? <laughs> no. But yeah, I, I get think, it. I totally get it. Well, and when you look at the, and I didn't look at the Rotten Tomato, I never really look at the Rotten Tomato score until after because, like, I do not, I do think that 
bias is a thing and you can be influenced whether you think so or not by other people's opinions and Mm -hmm. so it has a 49 percent audience score so almost a 50 which that's not bad and I it it almost kind of feels like you know I watched this when I was a kid and I loved it and then I watched this later and I was like what the fuck Mm -hmm. and that's out of 262,000 so 50 percent of 262,000 people gave this a high rating and then the others gave it a low rating the critics are 94 and it got a 16 percent. so you know Damn. it tanked on the critic side <laughs> but as far as the audience goes it's got a 49 which you know is not like super awesome but it's mm-hmm. also not terrible we've definitely reviewed movies that have gotten like a 17 on the audience side where the audience has hated it mm-hmm. so it's definitely kind of a split movie on the audience side as well and i do think that's because there's a lot to like i mean haunted house movies are just kind of fun in general unless they're really really bad and i don't think this movie is just god awful i just mm-hmm. we'll just call it the the late 90s early 2000s (laughs) and I don't know what else this director did it would be Steve Beck so let's see what Steve Beck's got under his 13 ghosts and ghost ship 2001 2002 so yeah you know which I know ghost ship was I have not seen it but I have heard bad things about that too and maybe he was just like I'm just gonna stop here (laughs) so you know but I definitely would you know recommend if you haven't seen it giving it a watch especially during halloween season if for nothing else you have to have seen especially the jackal in just pop culture because Mm -hmm. they're so popular so and it was my learning to do foreplay movie so there you go oh well now you brought it up again so what was new to you this time do you remember everything no i remembered nothing well i i remembered (laughs) I remembered the jackal. I remembered them being in the glass boxes. I remembered the opening scene because we always watch the opening scene. You know, I'm not. Well, I wasn't like you. You weren't like star there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had to ease into it. I had to be some romance and nuance yeah. and finesse, even as 14 year olds. You exactly. know, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty much about it. At that point, okay. I was too. I was too far gone. I see I see yeah and I mean I knew there was the naked lady spirit who nice but yeah that was pretty much all I remembered I I vaguely remembered the hammer but yeah not really much else other than just Matthew Lillard in general existing mm-hmm. in the movie existing yeah didn't remember any plot points at all well good to know good to know yeah so it was pretty much like watching it for the first time so <laughs> Yeah, hope you enjoyed this trip down my interesting experience with this movie. And also, you know, I know this seems like a polarizing movie on the audience side. So what do you think about it? Let us know. We always like to hear your opinions. You can email us at theextrasisters at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on the socials, Facebook and Instagram as The Extra Sisters Podcast. Twitter is at The Extra Sisters. And if you would like, you can hit us up more directly and with more specialized attention at Patreon, patreon.com slash The Extra Sisters Podcast. And we're with you the rest of the week for Halloween and tomorrow. The further you travel, the darker it gets. Until then, stay creepy.